Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi yo. <laughs> Welcome to Kitty's Birthday House. My brother's name is Ozzy and I'm Die Boy. Thank you for missing from Mommy's podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I am your host Jordan. I am a mum of two. I've got little Jai who is three and Ali who is just over one and a half. And I also have a business baby which is your birth project. Your Birth Project is an online hypnobirthing course designed to help you create your best birth. It doesn't matter what kind of birth you're planning to have or what inclusions you might want. The course has something for you. It is also an online store which encompasses all things pregnancy, birth and postpartum related. There's some wonderful toolkits on there which bundle things up um, for you at a discounted price and uh, everything that I would have wanted, for example, in pregnancy or when I'm creating my um, birth bag and things like that. So make sure you go and check those out if you are pregnant or wanting to give something to a pregnant friend. And then the final part of your birth project is the journal, which is a beautiful pregnancy, birth and postpartum tool. It's got a heap of birth education. It's a wonderful complement to the course or it's amazing on its own. And I just know that it becomes um, such a beautiful thing that you'll reflect on for years and years and years to come. So that's a little bit about me. (laughs) Sorry if you hear that every time you're like, Jordan, we already know this stuff. But yeah, if you're new here, hopefully that was useful. Um, I'm a little bit late with this episode. It is one day late. It has been a week for me um, (laughs) so far. I feel like I'm saying that at the start of every week at the moment, but truly um, there's a lot on. So what am I bringing you today? Today I chat with Jamie, who is actually a good friend of mine, um, and she's She's got a story to share with us about her surprise pregnancy, um, her pregnancy journey, and then into her birth where she ended up having an assisted delivery. She didn't have any um, drugs or pain relief or anything like that. So she talks us through her assisted delivery in that sense and then into her postpartum journey. So it's a really lovely episode. Um, Jamie's got a wonderful mindset around birth and postpartum and how she approaches things. So Hopefully there is something useful for you in this episode. I would love to hear from you if you want to find me at Kiwi Birth Tales on Instagram or you can send me an email, Jordan with a Y, J-O-R-D-Y-N at KiwiBirthTales.com. And yeah, just before we jump into it, I guess I just always want to say I am so grateful that you choose to have me in your ears. I'm so grateful that you come back to this podcast and listen to the stories. And yeah, I hope you get what you're looking for from these episodes. So let's jump into it. Hi, Jamie. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hi, Geordie. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Do you want to tell the (laughs) listeners a little bit about you and who is in your family? Absolutely. Um, So my name is Jamie. I live in Tauranga. I have a partner called Ty and a 10-month-old baby called Tane. Um, we live with my parents um, on a farm at the moment, and it's amazing. Um, but yeah, we just 
I've just gone back to work and we live here and it's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And <laughs> we're going to talk about lots of stuff today, pregnancy, birth and mum life. But why don't you start with talking us through what the journey was like to pregnancy for you and Ty? <laughs> um, so it was a very unexpected journey. <laughs> um, I was in my um, final three months of my degree and we found out that um, we were pregnant. Um, we had a little COVID baby. Um, <laughs> so it was totally unplanned and it was quite a shock, but it was an amazing <laughs> shock. Um, we were lucky enough that we were, I think I just was switching my contraception and somehow in that little bit managed <laughs> to get pregnant. <laughs> yeah amazing um, and how did you feel like when you saw that positive test <laughs> what went through <laughs> your mind how are you feeling talk us through that um to be honest I think I had been in denial for about two weeks previously so mm. I definitely weighed up my options in my head so even though I was in total shock to see like the two lines on the two pregnancy tests I did <laughs> Um, I think it was more just a shock of the knowledge that what I had been thinking was completely true. And mm. um, it was actually just like total excitement. I just remember shaking and just saying over and over, oh my God, oh my God, I think I'm pregnant, I think I'm pregnant. And I just been like, um, you're 100% pregnant. <laughs> but um, yeah. no, awesome. Yeah. So surprising, so exciting. And never ever a moment that I was like, I can't do this. Um, always yeah. just totally excited for it yeah amazing and what did you do next like you found out that you're pregnant you told Ty did you tell your family did you look for a midwife what did you do from there um so next uh we wanted to do the dating scan before we told anyone so mm -hmm. we went to our dating scan and then found out that we were like seven weeks pregnant and so we decided to do like a little surprise for our parents or for my parents and we did like an unboxing and I pretended it was like a thank you for my graduation but actually it was like a little baby life jacket and then um they pulled it out <laughs> and they're like oh my goodness and my dad had no idea but um it was really cute and everyone was totally surprised because I've never wanted to have kids <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that is hilarious. Um, and how did you, like, did they say, because obviously I know you, so I know that that's been your sort of <laughs> um, prior prior thoughts of maybe you didn't want kids. So were they just as shocked as you were? And, yeah, what was their reaction? Um, everyone was really shocked. Um, it was funny, though, because everyone was shocked to find out, but it was really interesting because when I walked into the house, both my parents said, you just look so different today. I don't know what it is. And <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, they totally know I'm pregnant, but they didn't. But as soon as they found out I was pregnant, they were like, that's what it is. Oh, my gosh, so funny. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Amazing. everyone was very much of the knowledge that I always wanted to be, like, the fun aunt. So I think it was quite a shock to everyone. But everyone just took it with a grain of salt and we're like, oh, well, this is amazing and this <laughs> is your new journey. <laughs> Yeah, very cool. And did you find a midwife or what did you want to do for your maternity care? Um, I'm really lucky. My auntie was a midwife and an amazing midwife here. So she had lots of options for me. 
Um, and in a time that midwives, it was like a little bit of a crisis finding one. Mm. I immediately got in touch with the most incredible woman ever. And um, she, from day dot, was like in communication with me all the time. She was totally straight up and just so onto it with anything I needed. And mm. um, our first meeting, I think, was like three weeks after my dating scan. And it was the most reassuring meeting ever she was just totally um my type of energy she was really calm and she just was amazing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so and how were you feeling like from a pregnancy perspective you sort of went to your dating scan and you were seven weeks so had you had many symptoms before that and did you have any other symptoms in your first trimester um yes I had thought just because I was doing my exams and um I have really low b12 and often low iron anyway so I just felt like real shaky um mm. and when I was working out I like felt like really spewy afterwards and I was like damn I must be working real hard but I actually no, I was probably working like <laughs> half of what I but um yeah no it was really interesting I had a pretty rough um I think it was 16 to 20 weeks that are pretty rough I never mm. I have a real fear of throwing up um so I just felt really milky and nauseous the whole time but I just kind of refused mm. to throw up oh yeah it's like that awful like hungover feeling just all the time when you haven't actually had any party beforehand literally and I just felt like I almost felt like I'd, I was going to pass out sometimes like if I suddenly mm. got too hot I was like oh my god I'm just gonna like throw up everywhere and then to stop myself I'd close my eyes and that'd be worse I felt like I was gonna like fall over <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, yeah. wild and what else in your pregnancy did you do the sort of standard testing that was offered to you and did you want to know the sex of your baby Absolutely. So we did the nip testing, um, which was really amazing. Like, um, just so interesting what we could do with, um, you know, finding out about our baby was really cool. Mm. So we did any testing that was offered to us. And um, yeah, we were always sure that we wanted to find out the sex simply because we're both just, we just need to know. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. um, that was exciting. And I'm kind of glad we wanted to find out because at the um, anatomy scan, before we even had a chance to tell them whether or not we actually wanted to see it, we saw his little Willie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we were both yeah. like, was that it? Was that it? <laughs> so there was no hiding it from us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, amazing. And what about your thoughts around like birth education? I know that your dad's a doctor and I'm sure that's like impacted your view of the world in some ways. So yeah, talk me through what your thoughts were around birth education. Did you do antenatal classes? What did that look like? Um, we didn't do antenatal classes, which I was a little bit gutted by, but we chose not to because they were all through Zoom. Um, mm, so okay. we made, Ty and I made the decision quite early on that we would just um, Put, nip those in the bud and just like uh do our own research and we've got lots of um cousins and friends that have babies and stuff so we were never short of having um people that we could talk to about what was going on and as you say mm. like dad's a doctor and I come from a um, family with quite an intense medical background so any <laughs> really pressing questions that we had um we could branch out and ask and then I was like lucky but also unlucky for my mum um, she'd had pretty um, 
harsh bursts in like a medical sense. Mm. So any real um, intense questions from a proper perspective from someone being through it, I could ask her and she was really amazing because I'm sure it wouldn't be something she'd want to think about, but she was pretty Mm. amazing with letting me know what kind of things she would expect and what maybe I could expect. So from that point of view, I was never, ever going to do a home birth. I was never going to do a birthing centre birth. I always Mm. wanted to be at the hospital just in case. Um, And yeah, that was basically just totally off all my own research and just I feel safer in a place where I've got lots of medical people around me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And do you think your mum's, like, harsh births or, like, that's sort of how you explained it, do you think that gave you, like, a sense of fear around giving birth or did you just sort of take it with a grain of salt? Um, absolutely not because when it comes to my amazing mama, um, she was really <laughs> little and my dad is really tall um and we were big babies and she's a little person so and she never tried to make it seem like her um births were like traumatic or anything but Mm. they probably were but it was just (laughs) purely um from my perspective it was like all of her like strength and what she found um she was capable with and like anything that she had to say I was just like I'm ready to implement it in any way possible Mm. and that's like ask the hard questions um push my opinion for medical staff and always Mm. like have my voice heard which I think was above all else that the advice that was given was like make yourself heard and don't ever give in to Mm. anything you're not comfortable with yeah and how did that play in like I know you said you wanted to have a hospital birth did you have any other thoughts around like how you wanted your birth to go did you want to have an epidural were you open to drugs do you want to go without like what did your sort of birth plan or ideal birth look like um so on the amazing your birth project and what I had written out was like literally in capital letters just go with the flow um (laughs) and I said the exact same thing to my midwife when she was asking and that was basically, I'm going to do whatever I can for myself. Um, and that was like any like hypnobirthing techniques I was happy to try and just mm. um, use elements I know that I love already. And that's like, I have to have water. I love music and I just love mm. um, like quiet around me if that's um, possible. And that's all I really wanted. And if I needed anything for um pain I thought like I'll just have to ask it at the time Mm -hmm. um so that was really interesting because you know it was open-ended and I think it was good for my midwife because then she could just should I have needed it she would have just been like okay it's time to move on to the next step and I would Mm -hmm. just had a completely open mind for that yeah 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 amazing and who did you want to have in your birth team so was it restricted by COVID and yeah what did that look like so it was totally restricted by COVID. I could have one person in with me, mm-hmm. um, as well as my midwife. Originally, I had actually asked my dad if he wanted to be there. And he was like, kind of uncomfortable <laughs> with that because he was like, that's a really special time for you and your partner. But it was something really safe. And like, he's a really calming person. So mm-hmm. that originally had been kind of my idea. But with it being a like one person policy, it ended up being completely perfect. Um my partner was just like 
insanely amazing he just <laughs> sat beside me for seven hours and just fed me water and just looked after me and he was just the most perfect person so I'm really glad that it actually worked out that way mm. yeah yeah amazing and did Ty do anything like from a birth education perspective did he feel prepared to like support you through labor um I think that he was prepared I think that the thing he could never be prepared for was um seeing me in labor um mm. I have a very high pain tolerance but I also um I go completely quiet when I'm trying to concentrate on things and I think it's possibly <laughs> the first time in his life he's ever seen me quiet <laughs> so um I it was really difficult for him and we prepped really well leading up like we talked about what we mm. wanted from um our experience when I went into labor and he was always just you know I'll do whatever you need and for me it was yeah. well I want to make sure that one of us has got energy and I was like keeping on top of your own mental health and like keeping on top of yourself as well as me so it was quite mm. interesting when we got to the day you know he like forgot to bring any food and I was like oh, like you needed to eat but he was like I didn't want to leave your side um so that was kind of good for next time to know that there was little bits that we need for his preparation that we hadn't really mm. taken into account mm-hmm. yeah, yeah but it was amazing cool and what about your prep for birth so there's a million things that you can read that will help you <laughs> or help put you into labor or help you during labor so yeah talk me through if you did any of them um what was your sort of birth prep or labor prep like well I have to say George I'm really gonna like plug you here um the only (laughs) prep I properly did was everything off um the Instagram um Kiwi Birth Tales and your birth project and also um on the your birth project um course like the checklist in there um Mm -hmm. I did my own reading obviously on like raspberry leaf tea and stuff and yeah um for me as a person uh I calm a lot with the ocean and with water so I like made sure I was incorporating those things into my um daily schedule every single day for Mm. the last two weeks um and then when it came to all of the online stuff especially like your um instagrams specifically I went through and I just like packed my bags off it I started like accumulating stuff so that I would be more comfortable I had the raspberry leaf tea from 50 uh, from 36 weeks onwards um and I actually found that just like so calming I had like one every night before bed and it just truly was so calming for me and it I think it really mm-hmm. helped in preparing myself and having that routine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I didn't do a, I didn't do a huge amount. I didn't do any like reading or anything. But when it came to mm-hmm. um, the preparation itself, I just found all those online little bag ideas just perfect. So that when we went, I'd had a bag pack for like two weeks, and we <laughs> just took it yeah. and just went straight there and just unloaded everything into the room. So. It, smelt nice it sounded nice and I was comfortable <laughs> yeah amazing very cool and how were you feeling in those final couple of weeks of pregnancy talk us through that did you go into spontaneous labor how far along were you and yeah into your labor and birth story I'm excited <laughs> well it was a very interesting lead up um 
I was doing uh, full immersion rumaki, um, full immersion te reo Māori. So I was going into kura every single day, um, five days a week. And <laughs> oh I didn't realise how much I was doing. And so mm. at um, 35 weeks, I woke up one day and I was really out of breath and I had really high blood pressure. And I went to class and... I basically told my Kyle, like, I'm not feeling that good. And she's turned around. She's like, okay, well, you need to leave. <laughs> Get so, out of here. <laughs> yeah. I actually went straight to hospital then. And that was, I think I was 35 in two days or something. And um, I was actually, I ended up being kept overnight. <clears throat> and thinking we, like, kind of all thought either the baby was going to come because my blood pressure would go down for quite a while. Um, mm. And also... Um, just in my family we have a real big history and long history of people going into labor early so we were all expecting baby was already roughly um almost eight pounds by then <laughs> so mm. there was no issue should I have had gone into labor then or um if I had needed to be induced which luckily enough my blood pressure came down um I was basically put on bed rest I wasn't allowed to go back to kura and for two weeks it was like the most difficult time ever because I had to totally slow down my life which was no one Mm. tells you how hard that is um Mm -hmm. but it was amazing because baby just went straight back to normal um and then after those two weeks my uh the obstetrician actually told me I was allowed to go out for walks and stuff so I just started like a really soft routine of um Mm. continuing what I was doing and I also was able to do some of my study from home which I found really um for me personally, it was really healthy for me. Um, so it was wonderful. And I actually didn't end up um, going into spontaneous labor until I was um, 40 weeks and six days. <laughs> so, <laughs> thinking I was going to go into labor at like almost 36 weeks and then yeah. having like four yeah. weeks extra was wild. Yeah. Um, but it was actually amazing. I thoroughly enjoyed um, even being overdue. I loved being pregnant. Um, so I never had any issue. I was still going for walks around Moal like every day up until um, 40 weeks and five days. And then in the last week, I just started having lots of baths and just kind of preparing myself. And that was amazing. I think that's kind of what brought on my labor, to be honest, just completely relaxing. So mm. I um, had gone to bed, I think, at 40 weeks and um, six, five days that night. I went into bed and I was at Limeside Thai and I'd had, um, I'd had really intense girdle pain for like three weeks and I'd never really had like braced and hips or anything. So I just started mm. having cramps for like weeks and so I hadn't thought anything of it. And I said to him like, oh my goodness, these are getting like quite intense tonight. And he was like, maybe tonight's going to be the night. <laughs> and I was like, mm, probably not. <laughs> so um, he went to sleep and I was on the verge of sleep Um I remember taking a photo at like midnight on um, the 4th at midnight and I took a photo of myself like, oh my goodness, I'm so big and I'm like cramping. And then I woke up literally about an hour later with really intense um, start of contractions. So I woke up very excited. Um, I like lay in bed for an hour and just lay there playing with my belly. And then uh, at about, I think it was like 2 a.m. I decided I was going to start um actually timing my contractions so I timed my contractions for two hours and then I 
in that time they started to get quite intense and I was quite breathless so I just like wandered around the house getting stuff ready to go to the hospital and then at about four I woke Ty up and I was like hi honey and he was like freaking out thinking <laughs> I was like full-blown I was like just have a shower <laughs> I'm just gonna wake you up really nicely and then we just kind of got into the rhythm and then within about 10 minutes it just got like super intense um mm. so I messaged my midwife and said I think it's really happening so she came up which was amazing I live quite far from town as you know mm. so um I was kept saying to her are you sure you don't want me to come down to you she's like no that's not what you do right now um so <laughs> <laughs> she came up and she did a check and I was four centimeters already which was amazing oh wow so she just said, okay, you're doing everything right. Um, when you're ready, just come down to the hospital and I'll be waiting. So we just packed the car, got in the car. It was like the longest 30-minute <laughs> car drive of my life. Um, mm. But it was great. And it's just simply because I didn't like sitting still while I was contracting. Mm. Um, I really wanted to be either walking or just like in water. But we arrived at um, Tauranga Hospital at 6.50 and my beautiful midwife had already run me this like beautiful hot <laughs> bath and I literally walked in and I just started stripping my clothes off <laughs> and I just jumped into the pool and she was like, okay. <laughs> and then um, Jamie's felt, arrived. <laughs> yeah. And I felt really bad because um, Ty probably didn't hear from me for about five hours I just um <laughs> I literally just got into the pool and my midwife was amazing she was like I'm just going to be over at the desk so that you can't see me you can't hear me um and then Ty just set the room up he put like those beautiful little Peter Alexander um sticks the smelly sticks mm, beside yeah. the pool yeah. and then um he just put on my afro pop music <laughs> <laughs> and um he was amazing he just um lay there with me and he just um fed me sips of water for literally uh five hours and mm. um I just contracted fully um till I my waters broke in the pool and it was kind of the first time that I was in such like a um what's it called I was in like a um I couldn't get out of this like weird meditative state and I hadn't realized like what was happening around me and then my waters popped and I started laughing and um, mm. I, my midwife had popped out to get some lunch and the midwife that was in there, um, bless her, I was like to her, oh, I think my waters just popped. She was like, <laughs> hadn't heard from me. So she's like, oh, I don't think so. And I was like, no, it felt like a water balloon just went off inside me. <laughs> and she's like, oh, they have, I need to go get your midwife. And so um, that was really exciting. Um, and then from there, I don't know why, but that transition just like made me feel so energetic. Like mm -hmm. I'd been pretty much just completely out of it up until that point. And suddenly I just had like this full blown energy come over me like, oh my goodness, I think I'm in the next stage. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, it was amazing. I was just um, starting to push in the pool and it was really funny. Um, I hadn't heard from me for so long. And the first thing I said to him was, I just keep pooing the pool. Oh my God. <laughs> so he was like, he was like, oh, so are you like pushing? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, it's just like hit me with each contraction. And then I realized yeah. like how intense my contractions were getting. And I was like, oh my goodness. 
and then at that point I was like am I supposed to ask for like pain meds or anything at this point like I didn't really know what was happening and then my um midwife came over to me and she was like okay your um baby's heart rate's dropping a little bit in between contractions she's like have you been pushing for a while I was like yeah I think so and she was like okay we're gonna get you out so she was amazing a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. <laughs> Got me out and washed me off because the room stunk. <laughs> then, um, I went up onto the bed and then I turned out I'd probably been pushing for about an hour and a half by then. So I got on the bed and it was really wonderful to have a bit of a change of position. Mm. And um, yeah, I just was like going so hard trying to bring this baby down. And um, when I went from the pool to the bed, he had twisted a little bit in my birth canal. Um, So Mm. he got a little bit stuck. And so his heart rate was like not um, intensely dropping, but enough for it to be um a little bit keeping keeping a little bit of monitoring on it um so Mm -hmm. she after about another 20 minutes she called um the team in and so I had the senior ops come through and he just talked me through he said look we're happy with baby how baby's doing but we think it's time to maybe intervene just for your sake a because you've been pushing for a while um but b so that his he doesn't drop any lot anymore and so from there, I was told um, I'm going to have four sets, which I was totally cool with. And um, I think that at that stage, I think they asked me if I wanted a Panadol, but I couldn't really like swallow anything. So I just mm. kept going. Um, and then I had a four set delivery, which was amazing. Um, very quick, totally uncomplicated complicated delivery as I said um Mm -hmm. I did have a um episiotomy and I had a um I think it's what is it called like a stage three tear or something um Mm -hmm. which was pretty intense and then I had a couple of um internal tears as well from when um Tania was brought into this world but to be honest I didn't feel any of that it was just very exciting um (laughs) And it was just an amazing experience. I had a little bit of issue. I have really bad um, veins. So Mm. I had the nurses and the other midwives in there trying to put some um, needles in to try and get um, a line into me. And I just kept like like a horrible movie. I just kept splurting blood out everywhere. So it was a bit of a... (laughs) I honestly just felt sorry for Ty. Um, because mm-hmm. it was just like a bit of like a bit of momentary chaos but it was fine mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know baby never faltered I never faltered I did lose quite a bit of blood um but I felt euphoric to be honest I hadn't had any pain medication throughout it so I just mm-hmm. felt totally in euphoria and once Tania came out it was just like perfect and I was just proud because I managed to make him crown myself and then they were able to get mm. the forceps in and, it, and he was just out and our world began. 
Yeah, amazing. And I know like when you talk about like a forcep delivery or um, episiotomy and like you obviously didn't have any pain relief or anything like that. So did you actually feel, because this is people's birth anxiety, right? Like the feeling, the tearing, like all of those um all of those things that you hear about that can make you really anxious so a couple of questions a did you feel like you felt the tearing the episiotomy the forceps like was that really painful or was it no different to the sort of crowning feeling that you were already having and second to that did you feel like well informed about what forceps were and what an episiotomy was and all of those things two milligrams of local anesthetic um Mm -hmm. and so that but I didn't I just felt like a tug um but when I tore that obviously wasn't numbed so that truly Mm. didn't feel like anything it just kind of for me it felt like there was so much going on in that moment it might have just been like a a little tug further than I'd expected but it felt Mm. very natural to be quite honest um and as for the forceps um the reason why I hadn't had any because he offered um, gas and whatnot, but I don't take to gas. Mm. Um, so I just said, I'm actually fine. I'll just keep going. And the only mm. thing I can say um, that I really felt if there was any form of discomfort was purely when they put the forceps in, because they have to do it one at a time. It was just an extra pressure because of how far down Bubby mm. already was. Um, so mm. for anyone with anxiety, and I think I'm, I'm lucky in the way that um, I don't fear the um, discomfort mm. of any of that. So for me, it was kind of like, as long as I was breathing through it, um, them just putting a forcep in just added a little bit more pressure to what I was already feeling. And then my total overcome mm. emotion was the fact that, oh my goodness, in like a few minutes, he's going to be out. So mm-hmm. it was like, you know, as you say, from the crowning, he was there's already so much pressure on my abdomen and um, mm. um, coming down that I just it just felt like a momentary pressure. And then as soon as it was clicked into place, um, I obviously was pushing regardless and bringing him down myself with a little bit of help from the forceps. And so I think for me, it just felt like it was a really normal progression. Mm. um so it wasn't I can honestly say there was no pain associated with it Mm. um and when they told me that I had torn inside a little bit I said really like I hadn't felt any of that to be honest and I also Mm. put that down to um how incredible the obstetrician was as well like just really um really concise and did a really good job with making it feel as natural as possible yeah, yeah, so, amazing. yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I truly just think that um, no pain at all and just just a little added pressure would be what I would say. Mm. And obviously, I was already 10 centimetres dilated, you know, like, yeah. what's another yeah. little thing adding to up there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and did they pop in, like, straight up onto your chest? Do you remember what happened next? How were you feeling talk us through yeah those next few moments honestly um I just felt brand new they bought Mm -hmm. this humongous baby onto me (laughs) how big was he he was 10 pounds 04 but he was so long and he had um he was popped straight on my chest I genuinely think he was crying before he even 
left my body. Um, <laughs> he was just like in my face screaming, which was wonderful. And it was just like the most rewarding moment ever. I had this mm. perfect baby who was just like, just divine. He had this, and I just felt if I was going to feel anything, I was remember thinking, why don't I feel less like, um, less heavy? And I just remember mm-hmm. being like to my midwife, why do I still feel so full? And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I don't feel like I <laughs> had him. <laughs> but then oh um, gosh, through that euphoria, um, like literally immediately after I'd said that, probably like a minute later, my placenta came. And it was mm-hmm. with that that I literally felt like it was all over. It was just the most like mm-hmm. freeing, relieving feeling. And that was what I had meant. I couldn't figure out why I didn't feel he'd come up but as soon as the um placenta came I was just like it was amazing but um Mm -hmm. no he was just popped straight on me I literally Ty was amazing and took photos of him being um coming out with forceps and then like a minute later of him being placed on my chest and I'm just I look Mm -hmm. like a crazy person I'm just like (laughs) my face is just so wildly happy it's insane um, mm. and then he just stayed skin to skin with me while I was completely naked, poor doctors, but, um, he just stayed on my chest with me for an hour and a half, which was just beautiful. Yeah. 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 Amazing. And what about the stitches and like all of that sort of stuff? How did you find that, um, experience and yeah, did you feel like, any pain then or were you still sort of like high from your experience um giving birth so it was really interesting with that um the senior obs is it interesting I actually had a senior and a junior obs in the room with me and the junior Mm. obs had done my forceps delivery and he was absolutely amazing and when it came to stitching me up um he found the two internal stitches and I, I have to plug mm. the um, the medical staff right now because it was pretty big of him. He actually, like, said to me, he's like, look, I think this is a little um, too far for what I can do at this stage. And he said, um, mm. I would do this for you, but I don't want to mess it up. And um, do you mind if we get a senior obstetrician in here? And I was like, just thank you for letting me know. And that's totally fine. Mm. So... I had the senior obs who had um, over been the over um, CEO of everything come back through and he stitched me up, um, gave me a little bit more of um, the local anesthetic, which was just amazing. But to be honest, after everything that had been so natural up until that point, that was the most interesting part of the entire birth was how unnatural being stitched up felt. <laughs> um mm-hmm. It was the tugging, and I can assume that anyone A who has had um, mm. tear stitching, but also cesareans, the weird feeling of the tugging and um, not knowing, like in your body, not being able to fully feel it was so weird. Mm. Um, and because it was quite intense, I had uh, two stitched up parts internally, and then obviously I had my um, tear was stitched up fully. But um, apart from mm. it being like pulley and a little uncomfortable, he did the most exceptional job. Um, and I was lucky enough that obviously I didn't get fourth degree, so I still have my bum hole intact. <laughs> and 
and um <laughs> I gotta say that the most uncomfortable part was when they bloody shoved the uh, is it the voltaren or the um I can't remember what it is they have to put it in your bum to help with your pooing um yeah but that was genuinely out of everything that was the part that I was like oh my gosh I feel so violated after everyone had just been in and around me mm. um that was literally the only yeah. bit that I was like oh that's so uncomfortable but truly um he did the most exceptional job everything now and from for for ooh, six weeks onwards um I had fully recovered in my scar mm. and that's just the most amazing job I'm just like so so stoked and so lucky to have such an amazing team amazing and talk us through what happened from there so what did the next couple of days look like did you spend very long in hospital and how did you find going home it was amazing obviously with COVID and hospital rules Ty wasn't allowed to stay that night which sucked and it was really funny I was like listening to one of the podcasts the other day about someone having a really um, crappy experience with the roommate that they shared a room with overnight mm-hmm. and I had the mm-hmm. same problem um, and I, I actually said to my midwife after I said I'm just so stoked that my birth went well and I was so euphoric and I wasn't like coming down off lots of drugs or I genuinely might have just gone mm-hmm. ape at someone um, but I had yeah. another lady in the room with me who had just had a cesarean. So I had a really mm. unsettled first night. But to be honest, I um, was really stoked because it meant I got to know my baby better because he didn't sleep very well with all the carry-on next door. Mm. So we did a lot of skin on skin. Um, I was really lucky when he was put on me when he was born. He obviously was put on the boob and he latched straight away. Um and so that night, the nurses had been milking me a little bit and getting colostrum out. But I said to them, mm-hmm. actually, can I just feed him myself? Because he's like, he can. He's been a little bit lazy because mm-hmm. he's choosing to just have it tipped into his mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> I actually ended up just um, feeding him. And he was like a guzzly little boy. He just started feeding straight away. Um, I don't think I, I think I said like one hour that night. But it was so worth it because I just stared at him and thought about how amazing he was and how amazing the last 24 hours had been. And then um, Ty got to come back first thing in the morning and we spent the morning together with the amazing team of midwives and nurses coming through and also um, all the people doing the testing. Um, They were just so nice and we had such a wonderful experience Mm. in there. And then I was really lucky that the obstetrician, the junior obstetrician who I had had um, during my birth was on rotation the next day. So he popped in to make sure I was doing okay, which was really special. Um, so I'm really, I was so happy. And he just took one look at me and he just said, I can't believe how well you're doing today. And he said, I had mm-hmm. I had lost a little bit of blood the day before, but he said, all of your vitals are really good. Baby's really good. His blood sugars are great. And he said, and if you... Um, feel like you want to go home today you totally can so I was like just over the moon so at 2 30 and baby had been born at 2 22 p.m the day before so exactly 24 hours later um, we got to come home (laughs) (laughs) so it was yeah it was amazing we came home Um, we were really lucky he sleeps like he immediately slept well and when he woke up he was super alert um, he fed really well, really quickly, and 
I don't know, our first two nights at home were just like a blissful, perfect time getting to know one another. And I was kind of happy because we were supposed to go to the birthing centre, but because mm. of COVID, there were so many midwives and nurses that um, had taken ill that they hadn't opened it for us. And um, mm. to be honest, looking back now, I think that that was actually amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got to come home. And it was just perfect, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. And how did you find, like, those first couple of weeks? Did you notice, like, any big hormone changes? Did you remember feeling, like, the baby blues at all? How were you doing mentally post-birth? And, like, obviously, um, you're pretty sleep-deprived and still recovering from, like, quite an intense birth, although... Um, amazing like yeah it's cool. quite intense to recover from so how were you feeling <laughs> mentally and physically um mentally I well I've suffered pretty hard with depression and anxiety before um so I was actually mm. like I knew what to expect if it was going to come up and I was really fortunate mm. in the fact that I didn't face any of that which I thought was amazing and I was very lucky um but Obviously, there was some pain from my stitching. I I didn't comprehend um, probably until about four weeks onwards how intensive my scarring was and how um, mm. intense my birth was, I should say, um, because as mm. far as I was concerned, I was still on like living on a high. Um, mm-hmm. But I, it was made more aware to me um, the fact that I literally had like a gaping about ten centimeter hole. And um, I was aware of how intense the um, recovery time was probably going to be. So, I mean, it was all good. I have very pain, high pain tolerance and I just kind of knew that if I didn't just carry on, it, just, it would just get in my head. So I just took mm. things pretty easily. But I also, I also just wanted to make sure that I was doing everything I could as far as I was like resting up, sitting on the couch and whatnot was enough for me. Mm. Um, yeah. But it was... It was complex at the start. Ty had an exam the day after we got home. Um, we mm. were both still full into our study. And mm. I was lucky enough that I had some, um, about like three weeks leeway that they gave me for any assessments. Um, but Ty went straight back to his exams that week and it was pretty intense. Um, mm. So I think that the mental health thing was it was just kind of trying to figure our routine out whilst we were just, mm. I guess, navigating those first couple of weeks it was pretty hard. Um, but in saying that, like before we had the baby, we discussed that I would be doing all of the nights um, myself um, because my partner does not do well on little sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was a, yeah, it was something that we never had to talk about. I was happy to do the long nights. Um, and then also because of that, about six days in was when I kind of like all my energy depleting, I'd got up for my morning mm-hmm. feed and Ty just looked at me and he's like, you need to go back to bed. And I said, are you okay? And he's like, mm-hmm. you need to go to bed now. And so I went to bed about 6am after our first morning feed and then the baby woke up at about, I guess, maybe like nine ten for the next feed and Ty refused to wake me up. And my mum was like, well, what are you going to do? Cause I hadn't pumped or anything. And, Ty just said, well, Jamie and I had talked about it and I'm just going to give him some formula because she needs mm. to sleep. And to be honest, that was the best thing ever. Mm. And um, mm. it was 
probably the moment that I realized how like how easy it is to get lost in yourself a bit when you're breastfeeding mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. to have someone who was willing like him to if I mm-hmm. wanted to I could have yelled at him being like oh my god why would you do that but instead I just was like you literally saved me and I got to have three hours more sleep after mm-hmm. probably the longest sleep I had was like four hours yeah. <laughs> and it was um it was blissful and even that small Mm. bit of sleep um just changed everything so about every three or four days Ty did that he would give the baby a formula feed in the mornings because for some reason my body just hated pumping um Mm. I had a real um overproduction of milk but my nipples would literally invert as soon as I put my um, (laughs) pump on (laughs) So I was like, okay, that's not going to work out. So we've been really lucky that baby's taken formula and a bottle from literally a week old. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think personally, I think that's been amazing for any um, like mental health moments. Like when I've needed sleep, Mm. I could just literally go to sleep and not have to worry about that. And I think that Mm. took a lot. Um, Yeah, so that was amazing. and what's it been like having baby home like living with your parents has it been like you know really helpful to have them around has there been moments where you sort of wish that you were in your own space what has that looked like um to be honest it has been the most wonderful and amazing Mm -hmm. journey ever and I like I know that sounds like I'm just being corny but it has been so special um, my parents mm. are really amazing in the fact that they totally respect all of our own space. Um, and like, I think my mum told me, she was like, we don't really do much for you, but it's nice to be here. Should we even need to do something? Mm. And I've always mm. like respected mm. that they never um, try to overstep or anything. And she just has yeah. always said to me, you know, that we're upstairs if you need us. Like if you ever need a break, we're always mm. here. And it's, really special to know that especially at night times um I mean Mm. we we were lucky that if we wanted to go out and have a couple of drinks or um have like a bit of social life at the start our baby knew our parents really well and um Mm. so we were able to just leave him here with them and not feel that Mm. like total horrible feeling of neglect and then Mm. um we are fortunate enough obviously we we um if we wanted that time away, we have a batch that we like to get away to. And so mm. any time that we feel like we're just being totally in each other's space, we can just actually go there, which is super yeah. lucky, super special. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's just perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And what about any like products that helped you in your post-birth recovery? Did you use anything to try and like support your stitches and like your vaginal birth healing and yeah anything that you would recommend to other mums listening to this podcast um with the post um the one thing I have to say is I broke my coccyx about seven years ago and Mm. I had um the actually had your um nursing pillow that wraps around the body And that was literally game-changing for my back. Um, Mm. I found that I have a really big bust anyway. And when I had the baby, I was like double G and super Mm. uncomfortable in my back. And I just found that that was just exceptional for being able to, A, 
sit upright with the baby comfortably but also um should I need to I would just literally sit on it like a pillow um Mm, for if my stitches were getting heavy or anything um yeah I had the um what is it called oh my gosh I don't even know the name it's the uh gel um the Viva La Volva one yes that was amazing um and that was just amazing for probably about when I was about eight weeks postpartum was when my stitches fully almost um had just they dissolved by then and my scar was doing pretty well but it felt pretty fresh sometimes in the mornings especially mm-hmm. if I'd done too much walking or something the day before and those just yeah. popping those in my undies was just like game changing <laughs> mm-hmm. um and also the um I must say that with as I didn't stop bleeding until I was about nine weeks postpartum um and the our underwear um for comfort in that time were just amazing um and then also the I just wore the um, adult nappies for the first three weeks um postpartum and they were just incredible as well so for that kind of like intense stitching and just literally Mm. you don't stop bleeding it's just falling through no matter what you do it was just so reassuring and comforting knowing that you could just wear those without any leakage or any issues really Mm. um but yeah I um I you know I had all the products I have like the um nipple the what are they called the silverette nipple things but I was lucky enough that you know feeding was instant and beautiful and I never had to worry about Mm. those but um no it's nice knowing that I had all those wonderful things to help out should I have needed it yeah awesome and if there's a piece of advice or like something that you would say to a friend who's about to give birth like when you think about um something that really helped you or like a mindset might be a mindset or an affirmation or just something that you feel like supported you through your labor and birth journey is there anything that you would tell others or any advice that you would yeah give to a mum who's about to give birth soon um my one piece of advice would be you have to force yourself to rest um Mm. that was that was my biggest advice and I know it'll be like second time around if I'm lucky enough to get pregnant again um I just it's that resting in the last I think six weeks um it's Mm. slowing your life down and it's putting a routine in place for you which can be herbal teas or baths or Mm. a long walk or whatever you want but it's making sure that you're doing something for yourself every single day and then Mm. the other thing that I would say is um the breathing starting it earlier rather than later I found that Mm. breathing techniques to get to sleep from about 35 weeks onwards simply because um, the heartburn was so intense. I found that breathing was mm. a really good way to like try and numb it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> that would be my one, yeah, maybe two pieces of advice. But yeah, resting. Yeah. Like I don't think you understand how much you need it and your baby needs that rest mm. Um, mm. leading up to your birth. Absolutely. Well, Jamie, I have loved having you on the podcast today and I know that there'll be so many people out there who enjoy your story. So yeah, very grateful that you are willing to share your time with us and your story today. Well, thank you so much, George, and what an absolute treat to be able to come on here.
Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of the podcast. I hope you have enjoyed it. If you're wanting to check out Your Birth Project, you can find it online at www.yourbirthproject.com or on the Instagram at Your Birth Project. Otherwise, I am looking forward to bringing you another birth story this week. So make sure you keep an eye out and you have a beautiful day or night wherever you are listening from. Talk soon.